0: Hello, hello, happy Monday. Welcome back to another new episode of Best Regards, Brian. This is not a bi-weekly podcast anymore. Hello, guys. I don't know why I said I could do this bi-weekly. It is currently October 10th, Sunday night, as I'm recording this. The last episode I had out was August 30th. I am back, in all caps, when obviously I'm not back. But we will have um, all of those updates and more. So thanks again for tuning in and caring about what I like to talk about. But as you can tell by the title, this one's going to be great and very relevant for those of okay. you who are in a new city. All right, let's jump into it. <laughs> Alrighty, so what's going on? I think there's a lot to catch up on, guys. It's been a fat minute, as the youngins say. But yeah, it's it's been a long six weeks, or a short one for for those who really have felt like this fall has gone by really quickly. Honestly, I have. I can't believe Halloween's in like two and a half weeks, and then there's Thanksgiving, and then there's Christmas, and then there's New Year's. So there you have it, folks. We are basically in twenty twenty two. But yeah, I uh have nothing to say, but I'm I am sorry. I'm terrible at being consistent now that I'm officially moved into the Bay Area. It's uh been hectic. Every weekend's filled with joy, fun, eating out, meeting new people, hanging out. Um just this weekend we actually had Fleet Week. For those who may not know it or may not be familiar, it's a whole weekend where there's just tons of different planes in the skies. Yeah, they had like a United 727, like Boeing in the sky, like you could see it, like it was so close to your face. They're like the Blue Angels, they have a ton of different performances, people jumping out of planes, Um, you know, a lot of things going on in the sky and uh, it was definitely very loud and rowdy. We we're up in like the marina Fort Mason area, so had a ton of fun. Played spike ball, had drinks, met new people. It was it was definitely a good vibe. That was basically my Saturday, and today I played golf. That's pretty much the highlight of my weekend. In between that, I had brunch, had food, celebrated someone's birthday. Shout out Katie. It's uh it's been a great weekend. It's been a great month. Like this September now October has been a ton of fun. But one topic that really has hit my mind and something I'm really longing to do is to see my family. So for those who might remember or might not know, I actually do have family in the Bay Area. I have an older brother and he has a family. And so I like to spend a lot of time with them. And so I've been seeing them every two to three weeks. But unfortunately, my father and mother are still in Texas. And so I don't get to see them that often. And so I know it's only been like, Well, I guess two months tomorrow or today when you're hearing this, guys, uh, when this comes out Monday morning, but it'll be two months since I've moved to the Bay. That's crazy, actually, to think about. I moved here in August and and now it's, you know, October. Um, But, you know, this is why it's so important to stay in touch with your family, regardless of where you move. You know, end of the day, we have so much technology and so much opportunity at our fingertips and so something I really love to do is just having weekly phone calls with the ex- extended family, my brother, father, mother, you know, it's just like checking in. I guess not extended <laughs> per se, but just seeing what's going on, seeing my nephews, stuff like that, even if it's not like a long conversation and most of the time, it's really not. It's pretty chill. It's nothing crazy. Um, it's just nice to see them, uh, you know, staying top of mind. I think that's just something that comes with time. Uh, I think this subject is definitely different depending on, you know, where you grew up, how your family household is made up of, and you know, like the dynamics, the personality dynamics, right? I think coming from an Asian background, it's definitely hard, and, and maybe the Bay Area, and this is what will be a segue later to one of the other topics I want to talk about. is just like Tiger parents and growing up in East Asian households, specifically, or any any kind of more strict kind of setting or, you know, a setting that really emphasizes higher education, right? I think that's kind of what is similar amongst a lot of Asians, uh, just coming from a household that didn't have a lot of education, didn't have a lot of opportunity, uh, and wanting the best for your children and, and, and associating that with higher education. That's something I'm definitely excited to talk about after just just talking about being, uh, you know, the, the the progression of getting closer to the family. So main talking point today for the first half, I think something that's always been interesting, and it came up when I was talking to another friend uh, a few weeks ago, but just the fact that how living at home after graduation isn't, cool, quote unquote. And the fact that when you graduate college and when you start making those quote unquote adult moves, uh, it means distancing yourself from your family and close friends from like middle school, high school, whatever. And that is a sign apparently that you are adulting and you are growing and that Apparently an adult now that you can move away from home. And I will say just that financial flexibility that, you know, being able to move and pay for your own rent, it is a big deal, big step forward. But the reason I bring this up, I think it's such a lame stigma or just perception that you can't live with your parents, you know, for a few years after you graduate. I think there's always that fear of judgment, like, hey, like, you already make money. Like, what are you doing? Why are you still at home? Like, I kind of, like, agree that that hasn't changed much. Like, even, you know, now being two and a half, almost two and a half years out, it's just, yeah, it doesn't feel like that stigma has changed. And that's so unfortunate, because I was talking to her, this one of my close friends I was catching up with, like, hey, like, that's actually a freaking great opportunity. Because think about the different age gaps. Obviously, if your parents had you younger, they're going to be one, they're like, mid to late fifties. And if they're older, they could be up to seventies right now for those in their mid twenties or mid to late twenties. Right. And that's crazy because you think about the span of human life. It really could vary from seventies. I mean, knock on wood (laughs) to all the way to hundred, right? That's a big gap. And anyways, the average is what? 85, 90 now. Thank God for healthcare, but that doesn't leave much time at all, to be honest, that you have with your parents specifically. And that's a scary thought. I actually think about it a lot. I think maybe a separate episode, but the thought of death, I think, is something that always isn't like lurking in the back of my mind. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, I my parents are older. They have me when they're later, uh, in their life. And so I think about it a lot. Just like the time I have now as an adult where I feel like I'm I'm pretty conscious of who I am now. Went through college, went through my first job, second job now. I'm making big boy moves, moved to a new city, yada yada yada. Yeah, but really I feel really grateful that this time period right now where I feel like I can use this to get closer and closer. And I've I've used the last 2 years to grow a lot closer with my parents and you know, thankfully, I was not too far away, just, you know, a few hours outside of the city from where I was born. And so able to use COVID as an opportunity, um, per se, to get closer, right? Though it is annoying sometimes to live at home for long periods of time. I think, (laughs) you know, just being able to see them every week is, is a blessing. And that's something I was able to do last year. But point being, I think who cares what other people think? First of all, for those listening, I hope you reach a point in time where you really don't give an F about what people think, because we all need to get to that point to, to really be more fulfilled in life and to just really appreciate life. Uh, instead of being boggled down by social media and other people's opinions that don't matter, first of all. And secondly, they probably don't even care about you. <laughs> You're probably an afterthought. I think that's just something we as humans struggle with, you know. We are sociable creatures and we depend on people's love and affection and and attention. Varying levels, of course, but in general, that's what makes us human. But anyhow, all I'm saying is like just take a step back, look at the big picture in terms of okay, your parents are literally the ones who gave birth to you and nurtured you to this point. It doesn't hurt to try to understand who they are as people, right? I think That's really hard growing up. I think as children, you really are self-centered, and that's just a part of growing up and learning to be able to give more than you take, right? Whether it's to your family, to your friends, to the environment, right? It's a process of being self-conscious and learning and being better every day and, 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 and growing, like I said earlier. But I think as humans when you reach this point of like your mid twenties, like I'm only 24, almost 25, I guess, and half a year ish. Um, you kind of, you kind of reach a great point where it's like, hopefully you've developed some financial flexibility, if not totally cool, if you're in med school or whatever. Um, but those who are already working, you you gain a lot of life experience and you gain a lot of appreciation for, I mean, unfortunately money, like, Money is, is such a constant um, throughout society, but you realize how hard it is to, to save and to budget and to make the right choices. Uh, your parents obviously had to, to to support you and your family. So you gain a lot of perspective. You understand more of the struggle that they went through. Um, not all of it, of course, because I think immigrant parents, uh, that's a different kind of life to, to come here, learn new language, know nobody first of all and then just be able to succeed I think just take a moment to applaud your parents if they started from nothing and and look where you are whether it's you know you know lower middle class middle class upper middle class like shout out or even just you know if you want to think about yourself as upper class like that's awesome like that's that's amazing just be grateful for that because that didn't that didn't come for free right they they sacrificed their time sacrificed, you know, parts of their life and enjoyment. And so I think for those who are able to have, you know, really fun weekends, you know, specifically me and the people I hang out with, and I know it's always good to just give appreciation to the family. And that's what I try to do. (laughs) But not doing so great. I moved out here, made them sad. Um, No, but they know this was a really strategic move for my career and, and my personal goals. So I know they support me but i'm planning a trip back next month so don't worry i'm gonna i'm gonna see them three months is uh is my max i think yeah uh when i interned in minnesota uh, i did an internship in minnesota my junior year of college uh yeah that that third month really got me feeling them feels i wanted to go back so bad Um, so they're starting to creep up a little bit now that we're hitting like two months but when I go back after the third month, I think that'd be a good refresh and just to see them, hang out with them. Yeah, a little, little tangent there. But yeah, just a good reminder. Again, like I'm not trying to give advice or recommend anything that you might already be doing, obviously, but these are just my thoughts and things I've been thinking about. And sometimes things that don't get forgotten, but just get push back back of mind when life gets busy because it only gets busier uh, as things reopen and things get better hopefully knock on wood covid booster shots get them <laughs> i can't wait to get mine <laughs> no I'm making a joke there because my friend just got hers and apparently her arm is numb and you know she's got a headache whatever fever uh And I just got my flu shot. Also, get your flu shot, people. Always a fun experience being sarcastic again, by the way. (laughs) And if you're still listening, please just normalize being close to family. I think if we can normalize the thought of like being friends with your family, your mom, your dad, and normalize just staying at home, I think the world would be a better place, (laughs) honestly. And honestly, you save money. You Hopefully, you get some free food or something. But it's just a great great experience. I think, yeah, if you can get more time with your f- family, the better because time is limited and it's slipping away second by second. As I'm recording this, I see my seconds and minutes slipping away. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I love doing this. Love sharing my my inner thoughts and my feelings and just expressing myself. I think another point being like find ways to express yourself and be true to yourself and do things that really make you fulfilled and happy, whether it's in the moment or what have you, it's it's just a great, great thing to do. Try not to plan so much of your life, too. I feel like I'm like just spewing random advice, but I tend to try to plan things and make things that hopefully will make me happy in the future. But what about now? Um, you know, that trip in two months, that's great. We're so excited to do that. But what about now? Um, you shouldn't be excited for something in the future. You should be excited every day for every next morning, what have you? Excuse me, just burp. Ugh, I uh, <laughs> just had watermelon. I guess that gives you burps. But anyways, try not to delay your happiness. Um, I know there's a lot of ways to get instant gratification from social media likes and all that, but try to have like you know that well-rounded. Happiness that's not delayed, but not that uh, toxic instant gratification from TikToks. You know, I think I think there's a healthy balance to all that. But yeah, I miss my family. I think it's it's different living in a different state and city. You can't see them uh, whenever you want, but remember, you can text, you can call, FaceTime. It's it's something I'm adjusting to, but. Yep, that closes out the first half. And the second half, I really just want to talk about this indie documentary I watch. It's like from like this Asian filmmaker. Um it's called Try Harder, so you can Google it. But it's about this the number one public high school in San Francisco called Lowell High School. Uh, I'd never heard of it, but uh obviously I'm not local, so I wouldn't know. But apparently it's like a Clements or it's like one of those big competitive schools mostly asian you know how it is just everyone taking ap classes everyone has like 4.0 perfect sat score almost you know you know how it is but anyhow i watched it and it was really really fascinating i think it was filmed last year 2019 i have no idea they weren't wearing masks but it was released this year so i was a little confused anyhow it follows the journey of five seniors at this high school and the process of getting into college and ultimately i'm not gonna i don't want to spoil anything but there's some colleges that they don't get into unfortunately and each of them have a very different upbringing which is really interesting one of the kids i thought was so fascinating he was kind of dweeby he was like danced a lot he wore really nice clothes actually like kind of like streetwear clothes <laughs> and i was like really confused um they're kind of expensive street clothes um anyways uh i think it's interesting because his parents were very tiger parents and for those who might not know that definition is parents who really emphasize uh, higher education so what i was uh, pointing to earlier was that a lot of asian east asian households really really strive and push for the higher education really want them to go to the ivy leagues the uc berkeley's of the world you know like Really top notch, prestigious schools because that education can open doors, right? And that can create stability and safety. And I understand that train of thought. It's just really interesting because I didn't grow up in that kind of household. Very thankful and luckily that my parents never pressured me to be the top performer, pressure me to like get XYZ grades and have this kind of, you know, and just try to get into these kind of schools, right? I think that doesn't apply to unfortunately a lot of. People that are that look like me, or you know, or East Asian, and it's really unfortunate to be mm-hmm. honest. Because at the end of the day, I I, I forgot, but high school students—they're not even—they're like 16 17 Like they don't know anything. They are not self-conscious, and all of the students are like really perplexed by the essays, like you know, like the supplemental essays, and just like why do you want to go to this school or where do you see yourself going or, you know, what are your goals and stuff like that? They know how to get good grades. They know how to do the extracurriculars, but for, for what means, like what is all of this for at the end of the day? Right. I think I'm talking now, like I know something, but like, honestly, when I was in their shoes, I didn't know anything either. I just <laughs> applied to a few schools and I was like, Oh, this is the best ranked school. Oh, they have a really good business school. I want to do business because I'm not good at science. Like that was the extent of my thoughts, <laughs> to be completely honest. And I think that's okay. But thinking about that and the pressure of tiger parents, where you cannot even afford to get like a B, like you need to have the best of the best. And you, if you don't, it's like you can't. You can't get to the school. And if you don't get to the school, it's like what was all that? you know, effort and investment that the parents have put into the kid. And I I think it's a very toxic cycle of like the kid wants to please the parents. They're not very self-conscious. They don't know exactly what they want, but they want to make their parents happy. The parents think this will make you happy by going to a great school and being in a hopefully better position because it's a better branded school. And honestly, it's just an endless negative feedback loop. It's just doesn't make sense in my mind. Like they're not happy if you're not in a good school. So now you're not happy that you're not in good school. And it's like, well, at the end of the day you're at a school and I know it's not bad because (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) really what the ranking is. I think at the end of the day it comes down to like the network, the people who have graduated there and like what kind of career you want. And then two, it's just like the programs, right? Mm -hmm. Like UT Austin isn't really ranked that highly. I think they're like 44, 42. So they're not even that great to be honest. And I think they're one of the best schools in the U S to be honest, like a great balance of partying and work ethic, you know, and studying whatever. But I think the people you meet, there are very interesting and very open-minded. Anyhow, their business school when I went in, was like number nine and now they're number six. So Tell me, tell me why people aren't applying to these schools if they have a clear idea that where they want to go, right? Same with UC San Diego, really good science research program, but you know, obviously their rank is like 30s or something, right? Um, and they're not like the UC Berkeley, or UCLA, right? And so, I think we get caught up a lot on numbers and brands, and that's just consumerism, <laughs> right? End of the day, something we see a lot or something we hear a lot about means we trust them more apparently and so i think it was just really fascinating that this documentary you know obviously i didn't graduate from high school that long ago maybe it was like what five? five <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> six years ago six and a half uh, i can't math right now it's like 9 p.m and obviously it hasn't changed it's just gotten worse it's just gotten harder like ucla is hard to get into like all of these top branded schools just like have so much pent up demand and there's only so many seats in a classroom. At the end of the day, you just got to really look inwards and understand what is it you want. And that's not easy for a 16, 17 year old to do. And so they look to the parents and the parents look to the numbers. And so at the end of the day, what means the most is the rank. And I highly disagree with that. So I feel like I would not be, obviously I'm not going to be a strict parent. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't see myself being like that, but I think I would challenge my children to think critically about what it is that fulfills them or something that they gravitate to in the moment that they can see them really succeeding in. And I mean, in the sense like you're not going to try it out and give up. Like you want to like really invest a lot of time and I don't need to see it, you know, make profit. Like you don't need to start banking, but like, I need to see a passion. I need to see kind of goals and a a strategy to it. Like that's probably gonna be harder than their damn calculus class, excuse me. But like (laughs) that's, those are tough questions uh, at that age. But that's that's what's gonna get my buy-in. So you can go to junior college. I don't care. I just have a plan, right? I think that's what matters most. I think that kind of thinking isn't very common right now. And I think it just plays into the whole notion of you know where college is going to towards. It's college is a business, and I think it's just so sad that every year tuition goes up more than you know than inflation does. To be honest, like what what like why <laughs> why is college like four times more expensive than it was twenty years ago or ten years ago? Whatever. It's just look at the look at the metrics, look at the KPIs. Like it's just. Not it like we're making less paying more, more debt. It's just terrible. Like you don't want to be strapped to debt and have like a low paying job. Right. But that's kind of like the reality of college because you just go to college, have fun. Don't have a strategy or plan in mind. Pick a major. and By the time you're like two or three years in, it's like, I hate this, but I can't back out. I got to graduate in four years. That goes back to his four years enough is four years, too much, too little. I think that's up to the individual person, but I think, um, I wish there's more resources in high school to prepare personal finance, especially, but also just career counseling. Uh, didn't have a lot of that at my high school, but that's okay. We work with what we get. Um, not everyone <laughs> starts at the same playing field, but, uh, that's the reality of the world. Anyhow, I, I, I derail, but it was really fascinating. It was just all these smart Asian kids and none of them got into any of the Ivy schools that they want to go to, obviously, and then could barely get into Berkeley or UCLA. And it's like, well, did you think about applying to these other schools? Like, hello, UT Austin. Uh, no plug. But um, like so many other great schools, like what is it, Emory University, like, Honestly, I don't know why people be sleeping on these Midwest colleges too. I mean, I mean Northwestern, right? That's a great school. My roommate went there, um, and all I hear are the Ivies and Stanford. Like, <laughs> okay, not everything needs to revolve around that kind of big branded school. And it's so funny. One of the dudes in the in the documentary is like, "If I'm not in a top twenty program." I can't make an impact on this world. I can't make a change. I was like, oh man, I wish I was young again. I wish I could think like this because that's just such a immature way to view the world. Um, I laugh. And then I think at the end of it, he got into Stanford. And I was just like, oh my God, it's just self-fulfilling right here. <laughs> Oh, but actually no, no. I think by the time that was when he was a junior. But then I think by the time he got to senior, year, he like had a reality check because everyone <laughs> wasn't getting into the Ivy schools and like he was not like better in terms of like GPA or you know, SAT. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to I learned. I, I don't you don't need to go to a top 20 program to succeed in what you want to do. You just need to be passionate. You got to work hard." And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> You are so funny that six months later, you you now don't think you need a top 20 program. Um, again, going back to my point, like teenagers are very easily you know, moldable and, and, and don't really have consciousness. And that's just how it is. And maybe I barely am scratching the surface at 24. So I can't really talk. But anyhow, yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. And then he ultimately gone to Stanford. So good for him. I hope he's doing big things, but at the end of the day, it goes back to like big fish, small ponds, small fish, big pond. You go to Stanford, you could be the worst student there. I mean, does that incentivize you to perform better in that kind of environment? I mean, who knows, right? I just think you need to find a good campus, just a good culture, right? Just like with any job or any kind of program, it's just about the people and it's about Do you see yourself really growing and and being fulfilled and happy there? And that's any decision, right? Don't get caught up in like the salary number, you know, benefits like that. (laughs) Those are all short-term things that will always, always be there. But the people and the culture aren't, right? Those change because those two will, will never always be the same. People leave. People find better opportunities. Things change in life. So gravitate towards those people that will be there for you and that will look out for you. I think that's just a good general rule of thumb. Anyhow, looks like I'm coming up on 30 minutes. I've been talking for a while. Um, But rounding this out, I think always prioritize your family. Common sense, duh. But... For those who are far away from family or are excited about moving and trying out a new city, Big Apple, Silicon Valley, you name it, don't forget where your roots are. Don't forget the people that matter the most and that will always, always love you and always care for you and always be there for you. Because some people in this life are temporarily there for you, right? They're only temporary. You don't know who's staying, you don't know who's going, but your family will always be there. Um, and just show them some love, show them random affections and, and show them that you are thinking about them because that alone will make them very happy. And I think when I get to that point in time, that's all I want. I want my children to just go out there, conquer the world, do what they love, succeed, hopefully, and just have a great time in the process, but come back to me and come back to the family and. Spend time when you can, and that's as simple as it is. But yeah, hopefully this wasn't a too too long for you guys to listen to. More heartfelt episode, obviously not very planned, but something that I just want to get off my chest. Something I feel like is is a really important topic at our age, uh, the mid twenties. Man, just like. Ooh, i got some financial freedom Ooh, i want to go try this that travel travel not so much because of covid but i want to go do this that yeah but at the end of the day family matters just as much before you start your own in 10 years sheesh like that's gonna take up all your time Uh, i'm seeing that a lot from my brother's point of view but yeah hopefully this was cool you guys liked listening to me and, yeah, I, I'm excited to continue these. I might just do monthly, to be honest. I'm so sorry. I want to do bi-weekly, but maybe I might just, like, whatever is top of mind. I'll just, like, publish an episode. The structure's killing me. I just want to, like, not be so structured with my life right now. Be more spontaneous. That's, that's kind of what I'm going for. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy Monday. I forgot to say that. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe out there and hit me up if you ever want to chat or if you want to get on the podcast. I haven't had a guest in a while. I'll definitely have to get my roommate on here. He has been drowning. So, all right. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Thanks for listening again and best regards, Brian.